start in verse 12. This is kind of a hard correction here to the Hebrews. I don't feel like the Lord's wanting to give us a hard correction. That's not his intent. But he does want to take us further. And he does, and he, and he is showing us that there's some things that could be holding us back. And, and I believe right now that this is what I kept hearing in prayer today. This is what he wants us to be Aware of. This is what I think will take us to that next level. Because that's what he wants. He wants us to just keep going. He wants us to press in deeper. He wants us to experience more of him. He wants to share things with us. Deep things. Secrets. Things that, that he hasn't told anyone else. He wants to tell those to us. We have to be faithful with what he's given us. And faithful with the words that he's, he's given us now. We'll get more. And we'll get more. So don't take this as a blast to the, to the chest because it's, it's not meant for that. So it says, For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. 13. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. It's not a good kind of babe, I don't think. So it's not only that's what he's talking about. But in this word of unskilled in the word of righteousness, in the in the amplified it says in the doctrine of righteousness. And it says that we should be teachers. You, we ought to be teachers by now, but now we need someone to teach us. So if someone were to pass you a microphone and say, Okay, let's do a teaching on the doctrine of righteousness. Where would you be? Could, could, you, could you do that? Could you stand up and give a teaching on the doctrine of righteousness? And it's, and, and it's a big deal. It's a big deal to God. It goes on to say, 14, But solid food, solid food belongs to those who are of full age. That is, those who by reason of use have, have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So there's, there's some qualifications here. Solid food belongs to someone who is full of age. And it goes on to say, qualifies who's full of age. And sometimes I think we, we can say, oh, I've been, I've been in church for however many years. I've been saved for however, however many years. That's not necessarily the same thing as maturity in God. That's not necessarily the same thing as being of full age. Being of full age, according to this is being able to discern both good and evil those who by reason of use and have exercised their senses to do this. So if, we've, so if we have a hard time ex, um, discerning good and evil, did you know that this society, today's day and age, there's probably, it's, pro, like, it's probably never been this bad except for maybe thousands of years ago, as far as the line between good and evil. is so blurred in our society. It's so b- blurred in our culture that we have a hard time s- saying, well, what's good and what's evil? You know, I, I think of like Abraham, if he was alive today, he'd be, he would, he would be trashed in, in the majority of the churches. Why? Well, because he's wealthy. 
And, and the society says if you're wealthy as, as someone who's of God that you're, that you're evil. And then, and then, you know, we start talking about all sorts of different things. Sexuality. There's the huge blurred line there in our culture. We have to be able to discern good and evil. We have to be able to say what is, is, is this word called judge, which is one of those sometimes words that are, you know, not supposed to be used. But that's, that's wrong. We're not talking about judging people. We're not telling you're an evil person or you're a good person. We're talking about deeds. We're talking about situations. We're to, we're to discern good and evil and, and say, yep, that's right, or no, that's wrong. Notice that it's not saying you're discerning them. You're not the one that's supposed to necessarily bring the correction. So just because someone might be off in, in evil, that doesn't mean it's your job to go tell them about it. Like, oh, I got this amazing gift. I can tell when anyone's doing something wrong. Well, you're supposed to be able to discern, but it's not your position always to just go hammer at home, to go, to go correct them, to go bring um, that correction. So we are to be well-versed. We are to be skilled in the word of righteousness. And what in the world does that mean? What does it mean to be skilled in the word of righteousness? Well, in the New Covenant and, in the, and before the Old Covenant, righteousness was given by faith. And it's, it's those who would call on the name of the Lord. It's those who would put their trust in Jesus would be made righteous. And so to live a life that's not righteous as a believer is... is Un, to be unaware of who we are. It's to be unaware. It's to be dull-minded to the fact we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's our present position. That's who we are. That's who God has made us. That's because the blood of Jesus has purified us. It has called us righteous. It has made us this way. There's no reason to be in shame. There's no reason to be in, in condemnation Condemnation is, is of, the, of the enemy. You know, he's called the accuser of the brethren. And that's, you know, what Pastor Mickey was up there singing about. He's saying, no, no, no. And God's saying, yes, yes, yes. He's in the courts accusing us. And Jesus, our advocate, says, no, you're, they're righteous. They're righteous. So we have to shrug off the old person who says, Oh, this is who I am. I'm the sinner. I'm the, I'm the one who, who's messed up. I'm, I'm little nobody. That's so ungodly. And it's such a, it's really a slap in the face to what Jesus did. It's, it's, just, it's just not right. He sacrificed so much. It says, uh, 1 Corinthians 5, 21, it says that, that he became sin who knew no sin. That's what he did. He became sin. I don't know if you quite can grasp the magnitude of that. We're talking about God becoming sin, who knew no sin. And he did it. Why? So that we could become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's the reason he did it. He did it for our, for our benefit. And it was a big deal, and it was a big sacrifice, and it was 
probably one of the worst experiences that he went through, probably worse than anything physical that he went through, was becoming sin. And he did that for our righteousness. So we have to stop with this. We have to stop with this. Oh, I'm just, I'm just sinning again. Every time we go to the Lord, God, I'm not worthy. That, it, is, it is, again, a slap in the face to who you, who, what Jesus did for you. That's why he tells us to enter into his courts with thanksgiving and enter into his gates with praise. Not to enter in beating ourselves over the back and saying, God, I'm not worthy. God, forgive me. God, that's just not who we are. That's not who he created you to be. And so I, I, can, I can still sense there's just, for some of you on the inside, there's like a knot in your spirit. And that is condemnation. And it is, it's, it's your conscience being, being seared. It's your conscience being, um, it's violated. We violated our conscience. That's, that's that feeling of when we, when we mess up, when we make mistakes. It's not God condemning us, but do we feel condemned? We do. It's our conscience condemning us. So First uh, John... First John three. First uh, John three twenty. It says, For if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart and knows all things. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence toward God. So the problem is not him condemning us, but our own heart condemning us. So we have to deal with that. And we have to, we have to say, what, how in the world can I have a clean conscience? And if you notice, a clean conscience has confidence towards God. It's, it's, it, goes, it basically goes on to say, whatever we ask, we can receive from him. We're, you know, we, that, that's the kind of confidence that he desires for us. And, and so we have to learn how to clean our conscience. We have to learn how to, if we mess up, if we do something that we're not supposed to, if we, if we disobey in some way, and, and it could be super minor. It could be the, the minorest of things. But guess what? Your heart will condemn you. Your heart will say, something's wrong. Wait, something's wrong. And we, and we have to learn how to not violate that. And it, basically, that's the, what the rest of verse 22 says. We have whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. And here's the commandments. And this is his commandments, that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. So we're to follow his commandments if we blow it, what do we do? How do, how, do we, how do we fix the situation? Well, it's called repentance. It's called repentance. And repentance is, is one of those religious words that gets tossed around a lot and has zero understanding for, for most people that are Christians today. But it literally just means to turn from, from one thing and back to another. And so we're turning from whatever we did wrong, from whatever mistake we made, and we turn towards 
God. We turn towards Him. And so, sin can lead us away from God. But that's not because God's pushing us away. He's condemning us. That's our own heart going the wrong direction. And so we have to realize when we, when we blow it, the answer, run to God. That's the answer. Run to Him. And so if, we're, if we say, you know what? Yep, this was the mistake I made. I'm going to own it. I'm going to confess it. I'm going to say, yep, this was something that your blood paid for. This is something that you washed away, made me clean. Now I'm turning back to you, Father, with a clean heart, with a clean conscience. I seek you. And so that, what that does is it just removes any hindrance of your heart to him. And it opens up, again, what the relationship is supposed to be, which is you're righteous. You're, you've been made holy. You've been made clean. And so um, I, I got this scripture too, Acts Jump over here. This is the last one. Acts 3. Kids are having a good time. <laughs> At least they won't have any voices later. That'll be nice. <laughs> Get it all out before kids camp. Uh, Acts 3.19 says this. Repent, therefore, repent, there's that word, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Notice, notice the heart of God. That he's like, look... I just want your sins to be blotted out. I want them to be forgiven. I desire mercy. I desire that this be not accounted unto you. I desire there be no hindrance between us. So repent, and those sins will be blotted out. Some, one thing that I do is, if, if I'm struggling with in, in something, I use my imagination, and our imaginations are powerful. It's, it's one of the ways we can access the kingdom of God is by activating uh, our minds, activating our imaginations, and, and using them for the right reason, not for vain things. And so one of the things that I do is, if I'm struggling with like maybe a memory, what, one thing I do is I just take, in my mind, I think of that memory, I get the picture of it, and then I just, in my mind, picture me like putting my hand in, in the blood of Jesus and just wiping it away until it's all blotted out, until I can't see that anymore. And to literally, and I keep doing this until, guess what? I forget. I, I've forgotten a lot of bad things that I've done by, by doing this. Because guess what? God forgets. He's forgotten those things. He said, I cast those into the sea of forgetfulness as far as the east is from the west. So he has chosen, I will remember their sin no more. And it's, that's his heart, to just be, for us to just be washed clean. It's this cleaning, it's this cleansing, it's this conscience that's clear that he needs to take us further, that he needs for us to understand righteousness so that he can take us deeper, so that he can give us solid food, so that we're not, we're not babes trying to eat a steak so that we're developed, we're of full age, ready to receive what God has for us. So here's what I, here's what I want to do. 
I want us to clean our conscience. And you know what? If your conscience is clean right now, great. You just get in the presence of the Lord and get ready for times of refreshing. But if, but if I'm talking to you and you know that's, there's something there, there's something in my spirit that just says something's not right, it's time to just clear that conscience. It's time to say, I'm, I want whatever this thing is that's holding me back, I want it blotted out like God does. I want it to be forgotten. And I want to be set free. And I want to have times of refreshing. Because that's the purpose of it. The purpose, he wants to give us refreshing. He wants to, to make our lives amazing. He wants to give us his presence, which is everything, which is so key to life. Are you guys ready?